Our increase comes from God. We look to Him to bring about growth and increase in our lives. All right, we're going to spend some time in God's Word. And today, I just want to bring a, a simple word of encouragement. The title of the sermon today is, Your More is in God. So if you are next to somebody, you turn around to them and tell them, your more is in God. Or turn around to the other person and say, your more is in God. Now you're by yourself, just say, my more is in God. Say it again, my more is in God. Now, you know, I realize that that's not very nice English. So maybe you would want to say it like this, my increase is in God. Or your increase is in God. So I want to talk about increase and uh, just some thoughts along around that topic. You know, all of us uh, desire for more. All of us desire for increase, for growth, uh, for multiplication, for fruitfulness. And, uh, you know, we should. We should. And it's a good thing. For us to desire for more, for increase, uh, you know, for your own personal spiritual life, you'll say, God, I want to become stronger. I want to know your word better. I want to know you more. I, I want to increase in certain areas of my spiritual walk. And that's a good thing. And we should desire for more. Uh, similarly, you know, we may be desiring for more or for increase or for growth in other areas of our lives. You know, as a professional, maybe you're saying, God, I want to increase professionally. I want to, you know, earn more. Uh, I want to move up uh, professionally to higher levels in my organization or, you know, wherever you're working at. Uh, so, uh, you know, all of us do have aspirations, and I hope we do. I have aspirations for growth, for increase, for more. And uh, we want to talk about that. Uh, but let me say this, that, you know, first of all, there is nothing wrong with desiring for increase, for growth, or for more. You know, whatever word you want to use or whatever word you're comfortable with, whether you like the word more or increase or growth, uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, uh, there is nothing wrong in desiring that. Now, I want to say that because many of us believers, you know, we take the wrong position that, okay, I, I, you know, I shouldn't desire for more. You know, you know, God might get upset with me. God might, you know, get angry with me if I want more. But on the contrary, if you look at scripture, uh, and we will look at some of them today, but if you read the Bible, just, just with an open heart and mind, you will find that God is not against increase. God is not against growth. God is not against uh, being fruitful or having more, whatever, in whatever area of life, whether it's financially, whether it's uh, you know, in, your, in your ministry or uh, profession, whatever. Uh, God is not against you moving up, uh, increasing, uh, profiting. Uh, God is not against that. You know, in fact, God desires fruitfulness. You know, and in that, in John the fifteenth chapter, but Jesus is drawing, uh, painting a picture of our relationship with Him. He does talk about fruitfulness. He, he didn't say, you know, you abide in me and I abide in you, and we'll be comfortable together. That's not how He puts it. There is a purpose. 
in that abiding in Him and Him abiding in us. What is that purpose? There has to be an outcome. What is that outcome? It's there in verse 8. He says, In this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit. You know, He didn't say, you know, you just bear some fruit. I bear a little fruit and I'll be happy if you have at least one fruit. No, 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 no. He said, my Father is glorified when you bear much fruit. And so, you know, for many of us Christians, for many of us believers, we need to have a literal change in our thinking. We need to demolish. We need to get rid of this wrong idea that, you know, uh, 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 just a little is okay. Uh, you know, my little corner and that's all I'll have and that's enough for me. No, no, no. That is not biblical thinking. In the Bible, God wants you to have much more. God wants you to be very fruitful. And, and, and we can show it to you from scripture. And so we need to have a change in our thinking and understand that there is nothing wrong with you desiring for growth, with increase, with multiplication, uh, with having much more in whatever that, 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 you know, that matters to you. If you're in Christian ministry, of course you would say, God, I want to touch more lives. I want to reach millions. I want to impact more people. And that's a good thing. Uh, in fact, it would be a dangerous thing if you don't have that kind of a burning passion inside you saying, God, I want to impact more lives. That'll be a big problem. So in whatever you're doing, there's got to be this desire, and it is absolutely fine. So God is not against you increasing. You know, look at some scriptures in Job chapter 8 and verse 7. Now, Job is the oldest book of the Bible, as many of you are aware. And, uh, you know, back there in time, in, the, in chapter 8, he's saying, you know, if you're walking right before God, here's one of the outcomes. Job 8 verse 7, he says, Though your beginning was small, yet your latter end would increase abundantly. He's saying, look, if you're walking with God, you're doing what's right before God. Here's, here's how they were thinking. And, and, you know, I'm not saying everything. They had all revelation. They didn't. But in, 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 in spite of the little revelation they had, they got this right. They said, when you're walking with God, though your beginning is small, you start off small, what will happen? Your latter end will greatly increase. You're going to increase, increase, increase as you keep walking with God. And that's something you and I uh, should understand and desire. Or in Deuteronomy 28, this is under the old covenant, when God is speaking to his people. And one of the blessings he promises to his people through Moses, he says, The Lord will grant you plenty of goods in the fruit of your body, in the increase of your livestock, in the produce of your ground, in the land which the Lord God swore to your fathers to give you. Now, of course, in those days, um, that was their livelihood. Uh, people were, you know, had, they had livestock, they were farmers, and that was it. And, but in the midst of all that, God said, you know, because you're my people, what will I do? I will increase your livestock. I will increase them you in that. So today, you know, many of us have different vocations. We are, you know, working in business. We have maybe running our own businesses. We are working in uh, technology companies. We may be in uh, other areas, in a service industry, a product industry, whatever you're doing. Uh, and God is speaking. And if, if God would speak to us in our day, in our terms, he would say, you know, I will increase your business. The Lord will bless you in such a way that he'll increase your business. He'll increase what you have. He'll increase what you're doing. Or if you're in the ministry, that he'll increase your impact. He'll increase your influence. God will do it. That is Deuteronomy 12 verse 8, just translated into modern day language, modern times. Or you know, one of the things that really, uh, that really amazes me is how God spoke to King David. 
And I'm referencing Second uh, Samuel chapter 12, verses 7 and 8. Now, at this particular point in his life, King David, uh, he had actually messed up. You know, he had committed sin. He had committed murder. He got Uriah, the, uh, the Hittite, uh, Bathsheba's wife, murdered. He had committed adultery with Bathsheba. And, and, you know, it was a big mess. And God sent the prophet Nathan to correct David. But as Nathan is speaking God's correction to David, uh, you and I need to see the heart of God in this. What is God saying? Look at that in verse 7 and 8 of 2 Samuel chapter 12. Nathan said to David, you are the man. Thus says the Lord God of Israel, I anointed you king over Israel, and I delivered you from the hand of Saul. I gave you your master's house and your master's wives into your keeping, and gave you the house of Israel and Judah. And notice what God says to, to, to David. And if that had been too little, I also would have given you much more. You know, that, that, that last, last part of that verse just really stood out and, and stands out. You know, God is saying, David, David, you know, I've done all these things for you. I took you from being a shepherd. I made you king. I gave you influence. I gave you all that. And, you know, if all that I've given you was too little for you, I would have given you much more. I could have given you much more, David. I could have given you much more. Just that God's heart is saying, David, you should not have done what you did. But I'm the God of much more. Now, here's the point. You know, you and I must understand that our much more is in God. Our increase is in God. And that's what I want to talk about or talk towards. You know, uh, uh, that God is not against our increase, but we must pursue increase in the proper manner. Pursue growth, pursue increase, pursue fruitfulness. Whatever that means to you, it'll mean different things to different people. But whatever increase in growth and, 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 and multiplication, whatever that means to you, pursue it in the right way. You know, so let's just talk about some of the wrong things to do. Avoid wrong motivations and wrong methods when you're pursuing increase. Avoid wrong motivations and wrong methods. In increase. Avoid that. Because that kind of increase is not from God. Uh, and, and then you must avoid it. If you want to receive the increase that comes from God, avoid that. Stay away from that. Make a conscious choice that you are not going to pursue increase or growth or multiplication through wrong motivations or through wrong methods. Now, what would wrong motivations be? You know, motivation like competition. You know, somebody is doing that. I also want to do, I want to outdo the other person. Now, there's nothing wrong in you know, thinking of, of, of competing services or competing products. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the heart attitude that, that you want to compete with you know, Joe or John or whoever, somebody else, and that that, that is what is motivating you. I want to be better than him. Uh, and it's a wrong kind of motivation, you know, uh, uh, competing in a wrong sense. Um, or if it's birth out of jealousy, you become jealous of that person. Oh, he's got two cars, I want three cars. Now, that is wrong. That's a wrong motivation. So whether it's competition or jealousy, or it, sometimes it could be anger, sometimes it could be bitterness, sometimes it could be hatred, don't let these wrong things motivate you to pursue increase. Because there, at the end of that, there is going to be destruction. So avoid wrong motivations. You know, uh, Paul writes, now Paul is talking in the context of Christian ministry. 
in 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 12, he says, you know, we dare not class ourselves or compare ourselves with those who commend themselves. But they, measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves, are not wise. So he's talking about these kinds of preachers or, you know, in those days, those apostles, people who, you know, they just measure themselves one another with each other and, you know, I'm good, I'm great. Paul says, you know, that's being foolish. We don't do that. We're not here to compare ourselves with ourselves and uh, I know uh, with others. That's not it. We, we don't live like that. You know, that's wrong. Secondly, avoid wrong methods when you're pursuing increase. You know, and we are aware of this, but I just want to remind you today, maybe somebody needs to hear this. You know, maybe you're thinking about doing something, but there is something not right uh, about the method in which you're going to go about, uh, uh, you know, getting your increase. So don't do it. If the method is wrong, don't do it. You know, think about these scriptures, Proverbs 13, 11, wealth gained by dishonesty will be diminished, but he who gathers by labor will increase. In other words, if you're going to do it and you do it right, you're going to increase. But if you do it through dishonest means, hey, it's going to go someday. It's going to have its wings and disappear. Or think about Proverbs 22, verse 16. He oppresses the poor to increase his riches, uh, and, he, and he who gives to the rich will surely come to poverty. If you're going to oppress the poor, or you're going to try to flatter or bribe the rich in order to increase yourself, hey, it's going to go away. Don't do that. That's a wrong method. Or think about Proverbs 28, verse 8. One who increases his possessions by usury and extortion gathers it for him who will pity the poor. In other words, if you're going to extort people, you know, just get it out of them, force it out of their hands. You know, you're going to, all that's in your hands will one day go to somebody who cares, really cares for people. So avoid these wrong methods. Dishonest means uh, trying to get it through oppressing or bribing or flattering or trying to get it through extortion. Avoid all these wrong methods. And there could be many other things that are unethical. Avoid those things. You know, your motivations, your methods should be good. Because when you keep your motivations and your methods right, what you are saying is, God, my more is in you. That's what you're saying. When you say, God, my, I'm going to keep my motivations pure. I'm going to keep my methods right. You're saying, God, my dependence will increase. It's 100% on you. And that's when you're going to see the work of God come through to bring increase and growth in your life. You know, so... Uh, that brings me to the next point, is, which is to look to God alone for your increase, because your more is in God. You need to tell yourself, you know, my more is not about worrying about that person who's, who might be doing better than me, or worrying about that person who may have more than me. That's not how my increase is going to come. My increase is going to come from God, and I'm going to look to God alone for my increase. You know, Psalm 85, verse 12, yes, the Lord will give what is good, and our land will eat, yield its increase. You know, the psalmist said, God will give us what is good and the land will produce. Don't worry. You know, for you, it may not be the land, the farming, but for you, it's your business. It's your career. It's your profession. It's maybe something else. Your land, quote unquote land, may be something different. But you must have this confidence that my God will give me what is good and my land, my business, my work, my career, my profession, whatever you're doing, it increase will come. God will give me what is good. So you put your eyes on God. Your increase comes from God. Your more is in God. You look to him and say, God, I'll look to you because I know you will give me what is good. 
and my land will bring its increase. That's my confidence. That's why I'm not going to get into any of the wrong methods, the wrong means. i try to do it in any other way. Now, think about this. In Psalm 105, verse 24, it says, He increased His people greatly and made them stronger than their enemies. God increased His people. You know, He increased them. He caused them to become stronger. You know, so, you know, the Lord will give you increase more and more. God will give you the increase more and more. So put your trust in God, your dependence in God. Now, as you and I are, are uh, you know, uh, 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 believing God for increase, and as we do our part, depending on Him, it's very important to do what Psalm 127 verse 1 says. Here's what Psalm 127 verse 1 says. It says, unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord builds, my labor is in vain. So this is a very important key, and that's the key I want to leave with us today. You know, as you and I look to God for our increase, you say, God, whatever I do, let it be the Lord doing it through me. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Now, it doesn't mean we should not labor. So don't misquote or misapply that scripture. It doesn't mean you just sit down there and do nothing and so God will do it. No, 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 no. It's talking about you doing your labor, but it's got to be God working through you. And that's the important part. So it means you and I have to work. We have to work hard. Whatever you're doing, do it well. Work at it. You know, you know show up in your workplace or, or run your business or whatever you're doing. Do it. Work hard. Work at it. Don't just sit back and say, God will do it. No, no, you work. But as you're working, do it in, work in such a way that it is the Lord working through you. That means your dependence is on God. He said, Lord, you give me wisdom. Lord, show me how I should do this. Lord, what are you telling me about this? God, how do I handle this situation? God, how do I solve this problem? God, what is your mind concerning this? You know, in other words, as you depend on God and draw from him, what will happen? It is the Lord building through you. It's not you building yourself. It is the Lord building through you because you are depending on Him. You're trying to get His instruction. You're trying to get His mind. You're trying to get His ideas. So it's the Lord working through you. And the Bible says, unless the Lord builds, those of us who labor, you know, it's going to disappear. It's going to go. But if the Lord builds, there's going to be increase. There's going to be strength. There's going to be stability. There's going to be sustainability. There's going to be durability. There's going to be expansion when the Lord builds through you and me. So your increase is in God. Depend on Him. Let the Lord build through you. You work, you work hard, but your work is coming out of dependence on God. Now the Apostle Paul knew what this meant, you see. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, again, he's talking about ministry in, in, in his context. He says, you know, uh, you know, I sowed Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. Now what he's saying is this, you know, uh, uh, yes, we did our part. You know, I sowed. I did my part of sowing seed. Apollos did his part of doing watering. But the increase came from God. It was God who gave us the increase. And then in verse 7, he says, you know, neither is he who plants anything or he who waters is anything, but God who gives the increase. In other words, we're not taking credit for it. 
Uh, we're not saying, okay, wow, we did it. You know, I was the one who sold the seed. I was the one who, no, 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 no. We did our work, of course. We did our work. But the increase came from God. So it is not the one who sold or the one who watered. As They were great people. It's not them. But it is God who gave the increase. And that brings me to the next point, which is when you see increase in your life, always remember to honor God with your increase. You know, your increase is in God. Uh, your, your increase comes from Him. Uh, and as He gives you the ideas, as He blesses your work, as He is good to you, as He causes your land to prosper, as He multiplies you, always give the honor of that increase with God. You know, when you honor God with your increase, you're demonstrating, you're telling God, God, whatever I have has actually come from you. You're saying, God, I'm giving you the glory. God, you're, you're saying, God, it's not the fact that I sowed or somebody watered, but God, you gave the increase, and so I'm honoring you with it. I'm giving you the glory. I'm giving you the praise. So always remember to honor God with your increase. And you know, one way of honoring God with your increase is just giving. When you give, you're saying, God, this is not mine. It's not the work of my hands. You gave me freely, I'm giving freely. I'm blessing others with it. And that's a sign that you are honoring God, really, with your increase. In Psalm 62, verse 10, the psalmist says, you know, he says, if riches increase, do not set your heart on them. You know, if God blesses you, God is increasing, don't put your heart on the increase. Keep your heart on God and the increase of course, you're going to use some for yourself. You're going to enjoy some of it, but you're going to bless others with it. You're not going to put your heart on that increase and just lock it in for yourself. Uh, in Psalm 3, verse 9, and we know the scripture, it says, Honor the Lord with your possessions and the first fruits of all your increase. When you honor, uh, when you have increase, you come and honor God with it. You know, and that's why in the Bible, God put in a place thing about tithing. He says, you know, uh, when you have increase, bring a tenth of it and give it to God. Give a tenth of your, 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 your income, what comes into your hands, you give it to God. And, and it's a sign that you're saying, God, I recognize that whatever I have has come from you, and I'm honoring you with it. I want to encourage you to do that. You know, so uh, be a tither. And in fact, give more than your tithe. Of course, you, you have to give, you give your 10% to God, but give more than that. Give it, bless people. Be a part of the work of God uh, through the local church. Uh, be a part, you know, bless people in need, especially during a time like this, uh, when, uh, when you know that there are people around you who might be in need. Bless them. What you're telling is, God, I'm honoring you with my increase. That what you've given me, I'm not holding on to it. I know you put it in my hands for a reason. Maybe I need to bless that person. Maybe I need to help that person. And that's why you put this in my hands so that I could be a blessing to others. And as you do that, you're saying, God, my increase is from you. My more is really from you. It's in you, God. I want to close with this. You know, in Deuteronomy, the eighth chapter, when uh, uh, God was speaking to his people through Moses, he kind of forewarns them. He says, you know, when I bring you into this land that I'm going to give to you and I'm going to bless you, uh, and, uh, you know, your days are going to be like heaven on earth, you're going to do wonderful. But he said, he gave a warning. He said this. He said, be careful. This is Deuteronomy chapter 8, and I'm just picking one or two verses there, verse 17 and 18. He says, be careful that you don't say in your heart, 
that my power and the might of my hand have gained me this wealth. Don't say, hey, I did it. I worked hard. I planted. I watered. Don't say that. Just say, God gave the increase. Of course, you did your work and all of that. You know, but remember that God gives. So in verse 18, he says, remember the Lord your God. Remember the Lord your God. Remember where your increase came from. Remember the Lord your God. Remember the Lord your God. Remember the Lord your God. Why? Because it is he, for it is he who gives you the power to get wealth that he may establish his covenant with you just as he promised your forefathers. Now they're saying, you know, don't forget. Don't say my power, my ability, but God did it. Your increase is from God. Now, today, I want to pray along those lines. You know, God wants to increase you. And God will break through into your situation to give you the increase that you have been desiring. Because that's our God. He's the God of the increase. Though your beginning was small, your latter end will greatly increase. There is an anointing. Uh, There is the work of God that brings increase. And today, as I pray, I want to pray and believe God to see increase come into your life. And so right after this time of song, singing, and worship, we're going to pray. And I'm going to believe that the anointing that brings increase will come and impart, impact your life so that you can see increase from God. Because your increase is in God and it's about to happen. I believe it. We'll be back to pray together after this time of worship. Your plans are still to prosper. You have not forgotten us. You're with us in the fire and the flood. You're faithful forever, perfect in love. You are sovereign There is strength within the sorrow There is beauty in our tears And you meet us in our morning With a love that casts out fear in our waiting You're sanctifying us And beyond our understanding You're teaching us to trust Your plans are still to prosper You have not forgotten us You're with us in the fire and the flood You're faithful forever You're perfect in love You are sovereign over all Your plans are still Your plans are still to prosper God in us, you're with us in the fire and 
Let there be multiplication. Let there be supernatural increase in the name of Jesus coming into their lives by the power of your Holy Spirit. Set things in motion, God, whatever it takes to bring increase in their lives. Set it in motion. Move people, move situations, move circumstances, release favor, open doors, cause, stir up the hearts of people, open markets, open businesses. God's do it in their lives. Let there be increase. And we thank you, Father. Help us to honor you with all that you put, our hands, put into our hands. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for being with us in the service today. I believe we're going to hear some good news from you, from good reports from you. You know, please make it a point to share this message with somebody who needs to hear it. Maybe there's somebody going out there through certain struggles in their lives, and they need to know this, you know, because this message will not only bring the Word of God, but it will bring the anointing of God that can make a huge difference in their lives at this moment. So share this message with as many people as you can, so that this anointing and this Word will transform somebody else's life. Do it. And remember to send us your testimony at testimony at apcwo.org. Tell us what God has done in your life and we'll celebrate with you. So until next week, stay strong in Jesus. Love him with all your heart. Keep growing in the Lord and being fruitful in your life. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, our Heavenly Father, and the sweet fellowship of his Holy Spirit be with each of us always, in Jesus' name, amen.